0: Welcome to This Conscious Life with Emineh and Paul Rushton. In this modern world, where we're relentlessly plugged in, yet increasingly disconnected, perpetually doing, yet so rarely just being, processing overwhelming amounts of information, yet still searching for the truth, it's time to come up for air. Here, within this community, We share stories, rituals, and recipes for a beautifully humble but plentiful life, and we intersperse these with the pilgrimages we take to visit those who have taught us profoundly powerful things about humankind. By sharing our stories, we deepen our connections and remind ourselves of all that unites rather than divides us. From holistic wisdom to slow, sustainable lifestyles, spiritual nourishment to conscious parenting, this is your weekly Conscious Living Guide. Here to inspire and illuminate, connect and nurture, just as nature intended. It's taken a while, but we've... um certainly reached summer now. We can all feel it. We're all very aware of it. We've had some scorching hot days in England. And I'll be completely honest, this is not a season where I thrive, particularly. I think for anyone out there who has a very pitter constitution, so there's already a lot of fire within the system, summer can present some real challenges. For me, the really interesting thing about summer is that, you know, my heritage is Mediterranean, is Cypriot. I'm from um, northern Cyprus and it's a really sunny island. You know, the temperature rarely drops below 20 um, and the summers can go very easily above 40. It's one of those really interesting examples of it not necessarily being where you come from or where, you know, what your heritage is or culturally, what you, um, the sort of, those dynamics that you possess. If we drill down into what our individual constitutions are, we can see how it's a lot more complicated than that. In summer, I adore bright days and I adore blue skies and I adore how freely nature blooms and everything's so abundant. But If I stay out in the sun for too long, I start struggling immediately. I start to feel very overly hot and not just physically. I start to feel slightly panicked and agitated and hot under the collar and frustrated. And I'm going to focus this episode on talking about what happens to us in summer, why it happens, and some really simple lifestyle practices that we can bring into every day to help us keep pitta balanced and to help us get through summer without as many hiccups. So naturally in summer, our pitta dosha rises. So pitta is the dosha that manifests itself physically and is made up of the fire and water elements. Fire really dominates with pitta. So any hot, sunny day brings more pitta into the environment and we are surrounded by it and that has that has a very clear impact on us. Pitta rises within us too. Now for those of us who are predominantly kapha or vata, we will we will not feel it anywhere near as much carfa people can really crave the warmth and the heat of summer and it brings much needed much needed heat and energy into a body which is naturally heavier and damper and cooler vata types are those who tend to just long for summer and will bask in the sun and feel that their bodies which can Feel quite um quite fragile at times, quite vulnerable at times, feel that they really start to soak up the sun, soak up the warmth, be fed by it. And for Vata, it's it's quite a a nourishing feeling and experience in summer. But if you are predominantly pitter, you can certainly, um, as I explained in the introduction, start to feel quite overheated, quite frustrated, quite irritable. And there are so many different lifestyle factors, so many different choices that we make every day that impact upon those feelings. It's not simply what what we're eating and it's not simply the weather of the day. It's, it, you know, I say, there's a line from my friend Annie de Mamiel has a, has a beautiful skincare and body line called De Mamiel Takes Her Name. And the motto of the range is everything that touches you matters. And I think... I think that that's so perfectly true. Everything that that comes into your day that plays a part, however small, will impact upon how you feel and there will be a response from you in some way. So I'm going to look at all the different factors that come into play in summer and I'm going to I'm going to break them down and I'm going to um, hopefully offer some advice that will help keep us all um, on track this season. Now, if you're already working in quite a high stress environment uh, where you're under a lot of pressure to meet deadlines or you're consistently working towards something which feels overwhelming or oppressive or, you know, quite stressful, then you're naturally in an environment where pitta. Is high where it presides. And there's that, you know, that quite aggressive, hot headed, overwhelming energy is very, very much pitter, is characterized by pitter. So for those people who start to feel frustrated and angry and may feel that they're triggered more in summer, may feel that they find it harder to sort of stay on an even keel, not to lose their temper, that they, in so much as our our skin can flare up in the heat, feel that their moods and their their reactions can flare up, their behavior can flare up, it's really important that you that you recognize that and that you understand that the work that you do and the environment that you're in is triggering you in some way, is raising Pitta. So it's it's even more important for people in those environments to do as many things as they can to balance it themselves in their own lives. So I've called this episode Self-Care in Summer because all of these things are very practical, very easy to bring into your day. You can invite them into the workplace, you can enjoy them in the evening at home. These are practices, and this is one of the things I love about Ayurveda, which, you know, many people feel that Ayurveda is a very rigid and regimented system. And there is advice for every facet of life and lifestyle. But it's all it's all very much guided by free choice, by your intuition. You know, I pick and choose the elements of Ayurveda that I invite into my life. Some days I don't manage to live my routines the way I might enjoy doing so and actually for Pitta, who really thrives on routine and craves it, an interesting thing in summer is that when Pitta rises and there's a feeling of kind of burning through energy very quickly, one of the symptoms of of Pitta in summer is that, of, of it being heightened, is that you can actually start to feel that you're quite directionless and... And this really resonates with me, actually. I think I've come out of a period of having set deadlines, set responsibilities, uh, set workload, and I suppose a, a set pay paycheck at the end of the month. And I've gone into a period of complete foot looseness and though I'm savouring it and enjoying it in many, many ways, what I found really interesting is how untethered my mind has been. And I've found it very hard to write lists. I found it very hard to commit to certain dates. I found it really hard to plan things in advance and sort of follow through on them. And part of me thinks that it's just the natural response to having, having been so regimented and ordered for so long and that it's just the spirit loosening its grip you know the spirit getting to play and and you know not being so finite about things but but interestingly because the pitter part of me likes order and it likes direction it likes to plan and it likes to work towards a, a goal I, I'm getting frustrated with myself and I said to Paul yesterday got to the end of the day and I said, I don't know whether I'm trying to do too much or I'm just not sort of pre-agreeing with myself what I will achieve. But I keep getting to the end of the day and feeling as though I haven't done anything or achieved anything. And I feel as though I'm in the middle of a bit of a whirlwind. And it's a really gentle whirlwind. It's not it's not catastrophic or, or obsessing, but it's unsettling. And I found it really interesting to look back on on my notes, my Ayurvedic notes from when I was studying. And the sentence that jumped out at me was that Pitta can feel a bit untethered and directionless and demotivated in summer. And it's I think it's very characteristic of Pitter rising which causes you to want to do so many things it drives your adrenaline your motivation you're wanting to achieve all the time but it's not sustainable so you have these periods where you burn through the fire and the energy and then you're left with a sort of fallow period where you're not quite sure what you want to do or what decision to make and indecisiveness indecisiveness really characterises this and that's another thing. I'm normally very good at making decisions. I make them very intuitively and instinctively and, and I do listen to my heart and my gut. But I've been I've been floating around, finding it very hard to make clear decisions. So this is something to be aware of if you are pitter and you've been feeling this since the sort of change in the weather and summer has really kicked in and you're feeling... Unsure, uncertain, indecisive—it's—it is a sign that Pitter is imbalanced. So how can we? How can we? You know, how else can we understand this? So we've talked about the workplace, and if it's a very sort of this typical workaholic behaviour, this this drives Pitter through the roof. It will send it sky high. If you're not taking proper breaks, you're not um leaving your tech for you know for for a decent amount of the day, if you're continually hooked into and plugged into your computer, your phone, and any number of gadgets, this sends pitter raging. It really, really does. If in the activities you're choosing, if they're competitive, so whether or not you're competing for something at work whether or not there's a competitive element to the to the activities you choose at home whether or not it's a sporting thing or it's working for a promotion or any anything that encourages competition aggression wanting to succeed to the detriment of of others or wanting to succeed to the point where every else in your life is eclipsed again this is very typically pitta behavior when pitta is imbalanced and elevated and you need to to quell that urge by forcing yourself sometimes sometimes you need to get very strong about it forcing yourself to slow down forcing yourself to be much more mindful and much more meditative in the activities that you choose meditation of course yoga nidra slow restorative yoga classes don't go for a run go for a walk just try it being near water overheating is you know it's pitta's it's pitta's characteristic and it's it's the sort of summer nemesis Of just feeling incredibly hot flushed red uncomfortable finding it hard to cool down you know don't go to a bikram yoga class do the opposite, find something very, very cooling. Sunbathing. (laughs) You know, Vasa types, they crave that sun and they lie out and they bask in it. They're like little summer lizards out wanting to absorb it as much as they can. Kafa types can really feel gently and positively energised by the sun, by the sun's heat and by its light and they can benefit benefit from it more. Pitta types just end up heating themselves up to a point of no return. Sunbathing is, 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 of course, it's not recommended full stop. We shouldn't be out there lying in the sun. And, you know, there are times of the day when we absolutely benefit from that beautiful sunlight on our skin, but it's not in the middle of the day or in the morning when it's particularly strong. And we do need to look after ourselves. It's, it's common sense. Feeling enclosed. Feeling as though you haven't had a chance to breathe, as though there's no fresh air. So in a cubicle, in an environment which is closed off, windows aren't open. Feeling as though you are boxed in, hemmed in. All of those feelings really aggravate Pitta. Hormonal upset can actually—it's an interesting one with Pitta, and I've seen this. I've seen this in full. Full color this year, came sort of came through spring, autumn, and winter with very little hormonal imbalance. My skin was very balanced, very settled, and since the change in weather, I have I've had full on acne. I've had, you know, all across my jaw, all across my chin. I've had so many breakouts, sort of one after the other, just popping up, popping up, eruptions. And then a few days ago, my hand, the palm of my hand started to itch and redden. And it's now got a a sort of a red rash across it. It does not take very much at all for Pitta to flare up in my system, being primarily pitadosha in my, you know, in my Prakriti, which is my constitution, my inherent build and makeup and and genetic predisposition. So I do struggle in summer, I really, really do. And I've, I've had to really go back to the roots of bringing that fire down, of quelling it. You know, the other day I had some fermented sauerkraut, um, I had a slightly hot curry, and I had a, a heating tea and that was that was all it took. It was all it took for me to wake up the next morning and, and see that my, my chin had erupted and my, my palms were burning. So I have to be really, really careful and cautious, which is frustrating, but knowing it is also quite empowering and I just have to listen in continually. I also find it very hard to go into the city in summer And that's, that's a, that's a really big trigger for Pitta being in, in this idea of being in the big smoke and not being able to take proper, deep, clean, fresh, cooling lungfuls of air. You know, I crave the sea and I crave water. This is always the time of year when I want to get on an aeroplane and fly back to Cyprus and just spend my evenings and my, my late afternoons in the water. And I crave it like mad. It's not happening this year, sadly. We have lots of... have new babies coming into the world in the family and we're all staying put to help one another. But water is... Is my balancer and it's so helpful for pitta. Eating foods that I've touched on um, briefly with the fermented foods, the three The the tastes that really raise pitta are the salty, the pungent, which is obviously all the spicy foods, and then your sour foods. So the salty, the pungent, and the sour are the tastes that I eat less of in summer. If I eat too many of them, I really have no hope of keeping my pitta balanced. So you're thinking of your chilies, your peppers, garlic, onions, all of the nightshade family, you know there's a sourness there there's a you know and there's something that's kind of raised pitter in that sense red meat shellfish your fermented and your vinegary foods now obviously fermented foods are very very useful for gut health and I do eat them more at other times of the year when my pitter is lower is naturally lower so I eat them more in winter I eat them more in autumn but whenever I try to bring them in in summer my my body just won't it ca- cannot tolerate them. I I fancied that vinegary flavour recently. I had lots of sauerkraut, you know, a few different things that I added in, and and immediately my body my body showed the results of that. So I have to be really mindful about it. Another thing with pitta, you know, pitta rises when when we're not regularly feeding and watering ourselves. So we have to make sure that we stay hydrated. And, you know, in Ayurveda, the, the take on hydration is, is quite removed from the Western idea that we glug down litres and litres of water every day. But in summer, if you are predominantly Pitta, you will absolutely need to drink more water. You know, since, again, since the weather has changed and the, the mercury has risen, I have found that, I am reaching reaching for room temperature, filtered water every few minutes. I'm just sipping it continually. I'm never gulping down big glasses of it in one go. I'm just sipping continually and I'm sipping with my meals as well. I never drink it cold, I never drink it iced. The reason we don't do that in Ayurveda is because it's going into the body which is obviously at body temperature and it's shocking the internal system in some way. It's a very cold thing going into a very warm environment. And whereas you might think that's helpful in terms of if you do if you are kind of really overheating, it just dampens agony to the point where digestion becomes becomes less efficient and we never want our digestion to become less efficient if the body needs cooling in general we do that with cooling tonics and teas and foods which I will talk about in a little bit cooler baths are absolutely fine I actually I love I love a room temperature bath actually in summer I find it very very calming very um very, very relaxing, and I, I feel as though I can see this kind of figurative steam rise off my body, like a hot pan. You know, put it put under the tap, sort of, like, and just as though my body's just really getting to cool down. And I love that at the end of the day, particularly if I've been running around the city and I, my feet feel hot and everything feels hot and sticky. Just submerging myself is absolute bliss for me and for all pitters. So the other thing with Pitta is because we are quite driven, and we're quite ambitious, we can let that drive overtake and let it eclipse everything else in our lives. And I think the most useful practice for me, since really starting to live Ayurvedically, really starting to understand how I thrive, how I can support myself, is actively switching off that part of my brain or my ego that wants to do and wants to achieve and wants to succeed all the time so I may get an idea in the middle of the night or I may wake up in the morning and think oh I really want to crack on with that and I want to finish that and I want to do that and of course we want to be productive at times and there's a window in the day between 10 a.m and 2 p.m when we are when pitta is at its highest in in the universe around us, between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., when we are supported to be very efficient and very productive, that if Pitta is imbalanced, we can feel that urge from the moment we wake up to the moment we fall asleep and we can absolutely burn through our energy stores in no time at all. So I'm very, very strict with myself about not turning my phone on until a certain time because then I'm not tempted to engage with anything that may convince me to do more than I should be doing. I'm very, very strict with myself about when I turn my phone off in the evening. I try to question that instinct that makes me want to rush and race. I, you know, pitta types, all pitta types can be quite impulsive. We get an idea we feel very strongly about it. We get very excited about it and we want to immediately dive headfirst into engineering it, creating it and achieving it. And whereas, you know, it may be much healthier for us to give ourselves a week to complete something, we are the types that will drive ourselves to complete it within a day. Now, this energy isn't sustainable and this way of living isn't sustainable. And for me, what I found incredibly helpful is to continually unpick that conditioning. So I have the ideas and there are many things that, that need to be corrected or completed or fixed. Or This podcast is an excellent example. When I started this podcast... I really believed that I'd be able to record an episode every week without fail and they would always upload on a Monday and I would have a kind of post on social media to share it and I would have certain things planned in advance with you know with my Instagram you know there was a time when I would post at a certain time every single day with my blog a time when I would schedule posts none of that is how I do things these days and yes The upshot of that is that the podcast does not publish every Monday, that, you know, it's likely going to be every two weeks as I move forward. And I'm giving myself breathing space and I'm continually giving myself permission to do things more slowly, more thoughtfully, and with less impetus, less force, and less drive. Because I know when I do that, I am at my absolute happiest. I know that when something on the blog or the website stops working properly, my the fire in me wants to push me to fix it as quickly as I can. And it wants to drive me to get it, you know, to sort of, I, I hate knowing that things haven't been done well. There's a real perfectionist tendency in pitta types. But I can't control everything. I absolutely cannot and I it's much healthier to understand that and to hold my hands up and say something isn't working properly I am going to try and fix it as soon as I can but it's not going to eclipse the other stuff in my life like eating well getting outside in nature spending time with my children it's frustrating that you create things sometimes particularly on with tech and that they develop glitches that they break that they don't function as well as you would like them to but what I'm also learning is that there's a real learning curve that comes from that and I'm finding it very much with tech and I find there's a there is a really crucial lesson there because technology is continually powered up endlessly so the batteries are recharging all the time and the onness and perpetualness of tech is so pitter-raising. It really, it keeps us going and keeps us firing on all cylinders. You know, long after we should have just shut down and switched off and gone to bed, tech has really started to trigger me this summer more than it has done in any other season. So was you know was working on the blog, was working on certain things in, in autumn, in winter, in spring, and they seemed to flow and it was good and the energy was there and I was finding the time to do them. So really, really funnily, since, since the weather has shifted, since summer has kicked in, and there's this feeling that time is running out, that this is the time to achieve. I have these few weeks to get things done. The harder I've pushed and the more forceful I've been and the more I've driven myself, the more things have gone wrong around me, the more technological glitches and errors and issues I've had. And I think it's a really clear sign to just step away from it all. And, you know, last summer was was a really big turning point for me and my family. And, you know, I, I've touched on it. Um, actually in the podcast before but I made a decision to go away with my family because we really needed a restorative couple of weeks together away from screens away from technology not my children actually because their time is, is already quite quite mindful and limiting but certainly for me where all of the work I was doing at one time was screen led and screen based it's less so now as I make more and more conscious decisions on that side. But I had a holiday where all of the work things that were slightly undone, unfinished, unresolved just kept coming in, kept disturbing the balance, and I couldn't escape from them. It was it was utterly it was really heartbreaking actually. Um, feeling that I was held hostage to this bit of technology that I couldn't leave behind. And it was the beginning of me making a resolution to do more work and to choose more paths within my life that were not linked to my phone, to my laptop, to any kind of gadget or any kind of technology. And one of the reasons that this podcast will has been less frequent than it had previously um, been planned to be, is for that very reason, I need to come and record when I'm ready, when, when the, the message is there, when it's clear what I need to share, when it feels valid, when it feels true, and when it feels really valuable. Um, and I don't feel that I can pre-plan those things all of the time. So going with the slower flow the quelling, the calling energy of trusting and surrendering to things is incredibly balancing for Pitta. It's exactly what I need. It's the antidote to the part of me and the part of all of us that feels very driven to achieve and strive all of the time. Failing is really, <laughs> is really healing It's been really healing for me. I sent a newsletter out yesterday from our blog, which is thisconsciouslife.co. I sent a newsletter out, and because I didn't want to spend a lot of time on my laptop, I wrote it carefully, and I read over it, and I was very happy with it. But I didn't check the subject line. I I, I wanted to get out. I wanted fresh air. I wanted to breathe. And it went out with a typo. I don't think I've ever sent out a newsletter or a piece of copy with a typo before. I'm really meticulous. Again, this is very bitter, (laughs) very perfectionist. And I recognised when I saw the typo, a feeling of disappointment, a feeling of of slight worry and anxiety. You know, how will this be perceived? What will people think? But what overrode it very, very, very soon after was. so it is. There's a typo. There's one letter in the wrong place. it means nothing. it's insignificant. I'm human. I didn't kill myself to do this. I didn't push myself overly hard. I feel fine in myself. I feel good in myself. That for me is far more valuable than having beaten you know beast myself. <laughs> and up and been cross with myself for something which I which I really which slipped through the net slipped through the net which is natural and it's human and again it was it was a moment of stepping back and realizing what had shifted that had that been last year I think I would have dwelled on it for an incredibly long time and I would have possibly tried to recall emails and tried to undo things and you know correct things but um you know I decided to just let it go to just release it it's gone and it's fine and it's good to make mistakes it's good to make mistakes because you get used to that feeling because it will happen and there's nothing less sustainable than perfectionism nothing at all I can't think of anything more exhausting than continually setting yourself a standard which you know you will have to strive so incredibly hard for that you will end up so depleted so unwell as a result so doing away with perfectionism very very good lesson and very very good for pitta on an emotional level so obviously perfectionism something not to not to engage with but allowing those pitta driven emotions to take over giving them permission to take over is really unhelpful and we need to identify them, we need to stop them at their source, you know, nip them off at the bud. When we allow anger and aggression and competition to take over, when we allow jealousy and comparison and impatience and intolerance to take over, when someone is doing their best and we are yet impatient with them, when we can see that someone might be doing something differently to us and we allow that to trigger feelings of intolerance this this comes from a real root of anger of fear of of uh, it's very very unhelpful and trying to understand and identify those emotions before they really bloom before they really become full fully embodied and fully acted upon you know this is something I try to do constantly and consistently and I do struggle in summer I really do struggle because I'm I if I do not cool myself down and calm myself in all the ways that I need to I'm absolutely far more prone to being impatient with people let you know losing my temper over things letting frustration take hold so and the same lesson goes with yourself In summer, when there's a sense of everyone being out there in the world more, socialising, you know, there's more skin on display physically, there are triggers there, you know, we might start to question our bodies or look at our bodies in different ways, we might not feel ready to reveal ourselves to others, there are lots of complex triggers um, in summer And it's really important to pick them apart and understand them. So one of the gentlest, softest, kindest and most pisser balancing things we can do is to just like ourselves and love ourselves that bit more. You know, there will always be people to compare ourselves to. There will always be an image that we have in the mind that we think we should live up to. It's all a fallacy. It's all completely untrue and it's all valueless. Liking ourselves, not getting cross with ourselves when we make mistakes, apologising to ourselves, supporting ourselves, don't wishing that we could have done things better, that we could be, you know, that we could be more efficient, that we could be more successful, that we could, 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 any of it. Going kindly and gently and slowly enough to acknowledge all that you are, all that you do for others, all that you do for yourself, liking yourself. Think, I like myself as a person. I'm a good person. I've got a really good heart. I care about other people. I help whenever I can. I go about my day in a way that doesn't want to cause harm to anyone around me. You're a good person. Acknowledge yourself for that really beautiful poetic powerful things happen when we love ourselves literally when we let you know when we say it out loud when we speak those words or when we just act in a way which is very kind very tolerant very gentle very nourishing we we thrive on that energy as we all do as human beings we thrive on it from one another we we give it to one another we have so much more to give it also really levels out and dampens down the prickliness and the aggressiveness and the hot-headedness of Pitta. It's the surrendering thing again, you know, the shoulders drop a notch, we breathe deeper. I'm good, I'm a good person, I'm in a good place, my life is good and then the perspective shifts and everything feels so much easier and so much calmer. So there are lots of things we can do to to balance Pitta and that is one of the most crucial ones is to naturally switch off and dampen down and sort of, I suppose, not disassociate but disempower that part of yourself that is always driving the fiery, ambitious part of you stop placing your value there stop thinking that that being so driven and so ambitious gives you your worth it doesn't it's just a choice it's a it's a doing thing it's it's wonderful to achieve things and create things but don't let that define you it doesn't define you, it's not what your friends see when they look at you, it's not what your mum sees when she puts her arms around you, it's not what your children see, you know, your loved ones see you, they see your essence and your spirit, stop defining yourself with those things, it's really powerful for Pitta to just learn to let go, to just put all the tools down to give yourself permission to not be the person who has to get things done and achieve things, understand that they will happen of their own accord, to relax, give yourself permission to relax, to stop, to be silly, to laugh, invite in light-heartedness and ease And I feel really guilty saying that because, you know, I live in quite a pitter household. You know, my children are quite fiery. Um, You know, there's a lot of fire in our house. Tempers can rise. Um, And, and, you know, there's a bit more... I felt that there's been a bit more conflict at home over the last few weeks. And that's elemental. It's emotional. It's seasonal. It's everything. And lightheartedness is a beautiful antidote to that you know do I need to tell the do I need to tell my daughter off for having done that do I need to jump in there and give my opinion do I need to correct that course of action can I just look at it and let it be can I just be light-hearted enough to, to see how it plays out anyway do I have to be the one there steering it all the time no I don't so how do we get there You know, what practices and rituals can we invite into our lives that start to naturally balance Pitta and to put that overly, fiery, aggressive, driven part of Pitta to rest a little bit, give it a little break, let it go. So in summer, I actively choose to stay in cooler environments. It's very rare that I will go out and sit in the sunshine when it's a really hot day. I love going out in the evening when the sun's low in the sky. love putting my feet into a big bowl of cooling water. Um, love drinking cooling teas um, and just doing lots of things that are linked to water, certainly. I don't eat hot foods um, and I avoid environments that feel very stressful, very pressurised. I go actually commute into London less um, in summer um, and, and that's become a real pattern for me. The rush hour in summer for someone who's very bitter is incredibly triggering. And yes, I can manage it every now and again. But if I were doing that daily, my goodness, I would feel very, very depleted. And for those who are doing it daily, please listen in to the, you know, the next few minutes of this podcast um, and just start inviting these naturally cooling, restorative and supportive practices into your life. So if we start very, very simply with what we are choosing to eat, we get far more water-rich foods and um, cooling foods that come in in summer. And this is obviously nature's design. It's very, very helpful. The foods that help pitta, that help lower them and keep them in balance in summer are things such as coriander. Coconut is helpful in all forms. So the water, the milk, the oil, um, all of your, of, of your greens, so cabbage, asparagus, artichoke, kale, um, your bitter vegetables and your astringent vegetables, all of these flavours are very useful for balancing pitta, very, very useful. So the bitter flavours are... Uh, typically, things such as sort of dandelion, echinacea is um, is bitter. Herb wise, you've got golden seal, um, yarrow, rhubarb. So some of those would you would you would find as herbs that you could actually take as tonics or tinctures, which is very useful. Some as in tea. There's a dandelion echinacea tea that I um, that I enjoy. It's wonderful in summer. Um, interesting that rhubarb has that natural bitterness. We add quite a lot of sugar to it it's not not you know it does definitely need a bit of sweetening as the sweet flavor is also good at balancing pitter, so don't get too worried about that but it has that natural bitterness to it and um you know we've certainly gone through a lot of rhubarb this summer and it's been something I've craved which I think has been telling the astringent taste um, a really a really good way of understanding the astringent taste is to think about the tannins in wine and how it makes your tongue um, tingle in that way and your mouth feel dry inside we get that when we um, from foods such as pomegranate for instance you know as a kid my dad would crack open the pomegranates and bless him he would take out the beautiful ruby seeds one by one and fill bowls with them and then we would all tuck in with our spoon. It was such a sweet thing he used to do um when you bite into those seeds the pomegranate seeds you get the sweetness from the juice but there isn't always an astringency with pomegranate juice and you bite into the seeds think about how your mouth starts to pucker up your tongue starts to sort of dry out a bit That's the astringent flavour and it is very helpful for balancing pitta. Plantain, again, is naturally astringent. A slightly underripe pear, not completely underripe, but before it's yielding and very soft and very juicy. I quite like uh, strips of pear when they're crunchy and hard and they have that natural astringency to them too. Great bitter tonics, as I've touched on dandelion before, nettle um, is another one, comfrey, um, and the wonderful Ayurvedic herb shatavari, which I think I've probably mentioned every episode so far. But shatavari is, is really very, very useful for balancing pitta and also balancing the hormonal upset which can be caused by a pitter imbalance, which is something I've certainly uh, lived through the last couple of weeks with my skin going quite mad, although it is thankfully calming down now, having introduced um, all of these practices since the weather changed chamomile tea um, we started growing chamomile in the garden and the flowers are at the tops of the of the stems now we're picking them off we're drying some and we're using some fresh chamomile tea is very very satvic. it's very very soothing and it's very helpful because it lowers pitta so it's a wonderful uh, summer drink um, by all means drink it cool I wouldn't add ice to it but it's a lovely thing to um, just drink you know from a jug to just have kind of on the go and adding other herbs other um cooling elements to it so some lime or um, mixing it with some dandelion or some echinacea again makes for a wonderful drink the thing i um i added back into my diet um and my everyday when my hand started to flare up again was aloe vera it's not something i have all the time because it is very cooling and dampening so i don't i don't take it um I don't take it when the weather is is damp and we had lots of inclement weather so I wasn't taking it daily but I buy the um, completely organic juice from um, the leaves of the aloe vera plant from either pucker or from fushi, they do an organic untreated very very pure one and I've been soaking um, cotton or um, just like a like a tissue or a cloth in the juice and then wrapping that around my hand to take the heat out of it and it is really effective I've also been drinking it um, about three four tablespoons of it neat on an empty stomach in the morning which I find really quite pleasant very cooling and I will have it a few times in the day Um, Ayurvedic practitioners often recommend that if you are taking shatavari, that you take it with um, aloe vera. The two complement each other really, really well. So I'll often take my shatavari capsule or powder with my aloe vera juice. Staying well hydrated, which I've touched on, I've certainly drunk far more water since the weather warmed up Um, and even going maybe half an hour or sort of forty-five minutes without sipping some water does start to make me feel a little bit, a little bit hot and bothered, and dehydrated. So having water which is room temperature and filtered is is ideal. Um, do try and avoid the continual buying of water from within plastic bottles. You know what's been found is that often those plastic bottles will have been stored. And sometimes they'll have been stored in bright light and sunshine for a really quite a long period of time. And it's very, it's very common for the for the chemicals within the plastic to leach into the water. And just be mindful of that. Be mindful of where your water's coming from. You know, we've invested in a Berkey filter at home, which I bought from the um it, I think they called the it's the slightly damaged website um, and you buy them at really quite a big discount. And we've had it in the kitchen for about three years and we haven't even, um, I think we've changed the filters once in that time. It's very efficient and just keeping that topped up has been great. And we fill the girls um, stainless steel water bottles with it in the morning. And that's what they're drinking when they're at school. And it's just, you know, knowing that we have our own um, kind of purified filtered source of water readily available is it is nice. It's really nice in summer, it's peace of mind as well. As I said, pitta does really thrive when uh, close to or submerged in water and cooling baths are a lovely way to just end our day. Thinking about the other things I've brought into my life in summer, I think you know, I think aside from the sort of, you know, the things that how we shift our diets and how we shift our lifestyle practices, I think, I think it's the, it's the mindset more than anything, really, with Pitta, and starting to understand that when we do feel agitated and irritable and and impatient, it's a sign of of inner imbalance. You know, people of course can do things that are really unfair and that anger us. And those reactions are completely natural and hopefully short-lived. It's when things linger and when they root down and when we feel that pitta is so risen in us that we we start to struggle to see the positive in people and in situations. And we start to, um, I think there's, you know, there's a really good, with Pitta that understanding that no one can do it as well as I can do it and that fear of delegating things and that um, belief that you have to do everything yourself because you're the you're the only one who can do it perfectly and that feeling of control of needing to control can actually again be exacerbated in summer just naturally because of because of there being more fire being put into us which makes us want to, to you know which is that natural driver so just having that at the back of your mind as you go through this season and questioning yourself you know if your response seems uncharacteristic or if you're if you're upset at how you dealt with something or if you know that you would have gone into a situation and been far more patient before just quite, just ask yourself. You know, feel into it. You know, have I? Ha, is it likely that there's an imbalance? How can I seek to balance this? Have I been mercilessly, relentlessly doing to the point where I'm so overheated and flustered and and fiery that I really just need now to do nothing other than breathe and bathe and sit out under the light of the moon, which is beautifully cooling and you know look to bring in some new some new yogic practices look to go slower always think about the counterbalancer always so in summer when the mercury's rising and the blood is up and the te- you know the, the the temper can flare how do we soften that how do we quell it how do we calm it always asking yourself that you know my skin is red and hot how can I calm my body? How can I calm cool my body? What choices can I make to do that? You know, I feel I feel irascible and 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 want to, you know, sort of can't even take responsibility for things. I'm just angry and I want to shift the blame all the time. and I, yeah, you know that 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 urge to to just find blame and and seek. Approval yourself, but kind of be blaming others and see weakness in others again is very characteristic of a pit of imbalance. So, being gentle enough to be able to step back and look at the situation again and ask yourself, what What is happening within me? What is happening within me to make me see that person in that light? why did I respond to the situation that way how can I go home this evening and start thinking about the way I build my day can I begin my day with a meditation can I swap my high intensity class for something much slower and more restorative instead of going for a run in this blazing sunshine can I go for a beautiful walk in the cool forest you know under the canopy of trees instead of sitting out and socialising in the in the sunshine and eating spicy foods and drinking alcohol and smoking cigarettes all of these send Peter absolutely through you know up to the heavens um can i choose to do something that's going to bring us all together in a way where we really get to hear each other where we get to catch our breath where we get to restore where we get to 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 just be gentler and actually what would our interactions be like and our conversations be like if we were in that environment instead? Just give yourself permission this season to start feeling in more intuitively, to look at what might be happening physically in your body as a sign of what's going on underneath and how you might need to rebalance things with lifestyle shifts or or new practices or even just the simplest swaps. You know, you practice yoga, but instead of practicing Bikram, instead of practicing a really dynamic heating type of yoga, because I feel at the moment as though I am on fire and I am so kind of overtaken with heat, how can I choose something that will leave me feeling very, very calm, very, very cool and very, very slow and very relaxed? You know, what's, what's the antidote in each of these situations? So I hope this has given you some food for thought. It's um it certainly reminded me of 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 many other things that I, I will start to invite back in. And it's been lovely actually that I've come through this week having seen the pitta really rise within myself and all around me, and have have learned yet again, as I have done over the 10 years that I've been practicing Ayurveda and living Ayurvedically, that the answers are really close to hand and that everything you need is intuitive and instinctive and natural and you just need to give yourself permission to invite it into your life that bit more freely that bit more readily to listen to more episodes subscribe at itunes and to learn more about living a more conscious life visit us at thisconsciouslife.co Thank you for listening.